What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darks Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a great week in golf. It was the Farmers Insurance Open. We were playing at Torrey Pines. John Rahm sucked on a Sunday. Sam Ryder's mom fell apart in the interview and then caused the entire world to burn by having him lose it by doubling on 14. Homo won. What'd you think of the week? <laughs> well, what what an <laughs> intro. I was not expecting that. It was awesome. I think it was... You know, everybody throughout the first two days were like, oh, what a boring leaderboard. Come yeah. Sunday, I think we had like five of the top 15 players in the world somewhere in the top 12. So it was awesome to watch, you know, Homa with another win. Obviously, Morikawa, Keegan Bradley was up there. Rom, I don't know what happened, but, you know, you saw like Ricky Fowler, I think, was tied for 11th. It was Finau. awesome to watch. Finau. Finau is the one that stuck out to me because he, he birdied 17 on technically thursday in order to make the cut by a stroke and then saturday proceeded to birdie up the entire field and then it was like third or fourth group from the last group on sunday and then did a did a whole lot of nothing with it and i think shot like even par or one under um so all of a sudden he went from almost not making the cut to almost being like a top five yeah um, it was crazy i think you know, everybody's Sunday where it was an emotional roller coaster because half the field shot six over and half the field shot six under. So it just kind of fell on the the teeter. What do they call it? You know, the teeter tail, whatever what it's called. Te- teeter totter. Teeter totter. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, One of the things to note was Ke- Keegan Bradley actually led the field in the strokes game putting. Um, That is not common. Keegan is not normally a he's he's not a bad putter. But like, let's not sit here and pretend that Keegan Bradley always leads leads the field in putting. That's for sure. Um, I think it's some of the the weight loss. It's a new Keegan. It's a new. Uh, it's an. It's an. I don't know. I think it could be interesting for his game. It could make it interesting down the road for sure. Um, Rom shot seventy six on Saturday. That is brutal. Um, but I who who stuck out to you most? Was it Willie Z in terms of missing the cut, or was there that, somebody else? And it was Taylor Montgomery for me because I don't oh, and yeah. JJ Spawn. That was okay. I couldn't believe that. But Taylor Montgomery burned me the most only because I had the most on him. Yes. Um, you know, we were I'll, and we'll get to this in a little bit. If he had just shot like one over instead of three over, I swear every time I turned him on, he's doing one hand finishes. We would have made like 45 times the amount of profit that we did this week, which is just awful. Yeah. Your Taylor Montgomery was my Will Zalatoris. Um, I sat there last week and I was like, I don't know if Monty can keep doing this. I'm going to take a little, take a little bit off of him, put it onto somebody else and just kind of see where it takes me. Uh, I ended up on Will Zalatoris and he shot what, like six under and then seven over. Yeah, it was pretty on on consecutive day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was one of the ugliest displays of golf I've ever seen. That was uh, it was not fun to see. Um, I was heavy on Will Zalatoris. Um, I had Will. Z- I'll just say it. I'll 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 loop right into it. On my DraftKings and FanDuel, neither of them won money. Um, predominantly because I had Will Zalatoris, Will Gordon, and Tyson Alexander in all three. Mm. Um, and they all missed the cut. So when you're going three for six, no matter if you have Max Homa in your DraftKings or you have Jason Day who finishes T7 in your FanDuel or you have Tony Finau that finishes T9 in FanDuel or Justin Rose who finished T18, it doesn't matter because you had too many guys that missed the cut. Um, so I just needed a little bit more consistency, at least in terms of back-end 
guys that still made the cut. If I would have gone four or five or six with that type of high-level finishes from everybody, I'd probably walk out with a decent chunk of change. Yeah, it's it's funny because DraftKings I won, um, and I had like two guys that missed a cut. You know, obviously, J.J. Spawn was the bad one. Yeah. My fan duel lost by 0.4 Ooh. with the winner. Oh, so we had Brutal. we had Max Homa. We had Montgomery, who was still 30th. Yep. Jason Day, who was top 15. Ricky Fowler, top 15. Thomas Dietrich, like 30th. But I lost. And I look at that lineup and I don't, I physically, I must have just entered the wrong contest because in 99% of contests, that, that's top 10%. I mean, the worst guy I had outside of a missed cut was like 30th. I, I think when I look through, um, because obviously we shared that one in the grouping we played against one another. If you don't know, Jack and I play a head-to-head in that as well to just kind of monitor our each other's lineups, make things a little easier on both of us. And, and talk when some I, trash. Yeah, and talk some trash on you know, who had the better week. Um, but when I look through, I think on your, with your FanDuel lineup in my contest that I was in, you would have been like top third on both Brutal. of them. So it was Brutal. unfortunate to see. Um, one of the things, uh, we did do a head-to-head. Jack had Xander Shoffley. I had Tony Finau. Um, both played really well. Xander Shoffley finished T13. Tony Finau finished T9. Um, I don't call that a loss for you. I just kind of call that a really, really good fight. Yeah, it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's like that's, a split decision victory yeah, in martial yeah, arts. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like McGregor versus Alvarez, and, and they both go the distance everybody's happy with it. oh dude mcgregor knocked out alvarez you gotta <laughs> step up on your mma game well I, i'm trying to think of one that's common that everybody would know but you're right no i don't know think think of the the comparison but how'd you do on bets this week jack well i'm glad you asked because it's my favorite topic we um max homa top 20 plus 145 obviously if you're familiar with what happened he won so that's a good win taylor montgomery top 20 Look good for 65 holes. I was going to say 68 holes. <laughs> and then uh, my my head was in my hands after that. That was a loss. Justin Thomas looked like he, in half of the days, looked like he was playing baseball. And then for the other half of the days, was playing golf. I think he started Sunday at like 52nd after shanking it off the team and went to 25th. Still a loss. Hurts just the same. Colin Morikawa, top 20. He finished at third, so that's a big one right there. Jason Day, top 20, plus 185. That is a tied for seven. That's a huge win. Will Zalatoris, that was the questionable play that I forced. Didn't like it. Uh, missed the cut at top 20, so that's a loss. 1.1 units up on the week, and then 14.8 units up overall. There you go. Don't was that that was that was the positive week. That was right. You had two or three negative weeks there, and then just a quick loop around. You're getting back into the swing of the, all these top 20s. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, for Jack's sake, I, I did similar to kind of how he did. Um, again, I stuck with the three bets. I went two for three, my one loss being Will Zalatoris top 20 at plus one Oh five. Uh, Justin Rose did beat Taylor Pendrick. Justin Rose was T 18 Taylor Pendrick, I think was like T 40. I want to say yeah, roughly he was, pretty, he was not really mentioned on the tournament. I kept watching for him for your bet. I only probably saw three shots. I, I, you saw three shots. I might've seen none for that matter. Um, but again, that was a nice win at minus 120. And then I had Max Homa, uh, top 20 at plus 145. And that was a nice win. That's one of the few squad rides that, uh, Jack and I have done that really squad ro- rode well. Um, 
So I'm up 1.25 units on the week, and now I'm currently at negative uh, 1.69 units. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> and for everybody that's just tuning in, because I know we get new viewers each week, and thank you very much. Four weeks ago, I believe you were like 14 units down. Yeah, so I, I was not, not to point it out, but you did call it. You said gimmicky weeks. I'm going to go down. Don't tail. Don't tail. Yes. Follow me once January comes around with real tournaments are here. Yeah, I think I was down like 13.85. So yeah, roughly roughly 14 units. Um, I just needed to get my feet back on the solid ground. You know, a couple of weeks off when this when the season started, fall swing, couple gimmicks, a lot of new golfers that again, Jack is better about keeping closer tabs on the corn ferry than I am. So it was a little bit of a learning curve for me. We're we're coming back, you know, another good week here. Hopefully we can get to roughly zero. Um, and that'll give me what five, six weeks solid. Hopefully, I think you've really been good winning since the Sony. I don't think you've had a losing week <laughs> while since, you talk since century. Since century, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been on a little bit of a heater, that's for sure. Um, in terms of winners' picks, Jack, take it away. You had the you had the week. Yeah, I know. I had a bad week. Started off with Thomas Dietrich in thirty seventh. I'm happy about that. Obviously, wasn't ideal. Let's talk about the first winner's pick of the 2023 season. Max Homa by your boy. Woo! Now, That's don't, get one, me boys. Wrong. don't get me wrong. We could easily have picked John Rahm every single week, much yep. like one of my colleagues did this week, <laughs> and have a good shot at winning each week. We try to do PGA Tour Fantasy one and done. I'm doing what you do call three balls, so you get three picks. Um, Liam's doing more one except for majors, but that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. The, we, had, we had four golfers in the top 35 this week. Again, Jack had Dietrich and, and uh, Homa. I had John Rahm and Justin Rose. And for a quote-unquote bad week from John Rahm, I'm okay with T7. I'm not mad about it. I mean, if, if that's where I'm putting my one and done, I'll take my T7. It, it could be a lot worse. I mean, at least he didn't blow up and, like, miss the cut. Like, that would have made me a lot more frustrated if he would have really fallen apart on it. Yeah, you so, give it a run. Yeah, so he gave it a run. He finished in the top 10. That's all I could hope for from Rom. I mean, if you start, if you didn't want me to go with Rom and you wanted me to go with my other pick, Justin Rose, T18. I mean, Good. I don't know when you're getting a top 20 again from Rose outside of maybe one more time this year. Um, and, and if you want to play the roulette on that one and, and guess when it's coming next time, <laughs> you go for it. Yeah. Good riddance. Cause I'm not doing that again. And I'm glad I got it when I did. So. That is awesome. And then one more thing about the winner's pick and Max Homa, little insider tip for all you people watching Max Homa currently holds the course record at the Los Angeles country club host of the U S open. I'm not putting a winner's bet on him right now, but if you want to look for future odds, this is a good one to start at. So, so prior to this week, Max Homa's U.S. Open odds were 50 to one, I want to say. Um, as of this morning, after a giant influx, they are now like 28 to one. Makes sense. So, so they are dropping like flies. Uh, so keep an eye out. If you want to put them in for the L.A. Country Club, uh, I don't blame you. It's a good move, but just know that you're you're probably a week late now to that uh, to that jump, and that he's already been bet down quite a bit from his win. So, yeah. do you want to go wild picks? Yeah. So, um, I went with Hideki Matsuyama missing the cut, which looked honestly really good going into Friday or Thursday morning because it's an early start. Yep. Um, 
he had he woke up with cold and flu symptoms on top of his injury <laughs> so when i heard that obviously i'm not i know this i'm not rooting for someone to be ill or injured but i felt a lot more confident about my bet and then i think he went like 11 under like it was just like what happened <laughs> i was just defeated um good for him and then i had rom xander or tony finau to win that was a loss but if you take a look at all of their positions, I mean, there was an, honestly a heck of a run. So I worst guy was like 10th. I was going to say, I think if you combined all three of them, you got 20th place. Can't beat. Obviously, I would have preferred for it to win, but that's why we're wild cards. Uh, for my wild cards, um, I went a little safe on my on my win that I got this week. I guess you could call it that. He was only plus 200. Um, but Sahitha Gala, top 20 at plus 200. That was a nice win. He was threatening with the lead there for a hot minute on he flirted on what saturday morning i guess you could say which was technically sunday in everybody else's mindset for golf standards uh my other option was kurt kitayama top 20 at plus 300 i knew he was as boom bust as it gets he missed a cut um it wasn't pretty but again that's why they're wild picks i love Tagala and kitayama as wild picks i i'll probably have them as my wild picks multiple times more this year just because they really do fit that boom bust narrative and have that ability to get top 20. Yeah, it works and gets the job done. And for those of you who are following along with extra bets, what those are is unfortunately at the time of recording on Monday night, all bets are not available to us, which we understand is not ideal. So I'm going ahead and posting some extra bets on TikTok, social media, et cetera. Um, this week we went 1.25 units up. So for the last two weeks, we're 11.36 units up overall tag along um big winners this week jason day top australian he was plus 115 thomas dietry top 40 was plus 165 that was awesome um john rom top 20 taylor montgomery and colin morikawa both to finish in the top 40 was plus 145 had jj spawn missing a cut um that kind of ruined another parlay and then the big the big hurt was Taylor Montgomery, top 20, Max Homa, and Thomas Gigi, top 40. That was like plus 952, Ooh. and Monty was two shots away from it. In reality, it was two shots in his head away from getting a huge payday up on the board. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Um, Jack's been doing a pretty good job of keeping up with those with those extra bets. Again, just based on time of recording, we, can't, we don't get all the information. Um, so follow us on any, any social media, Twitter, TikTok, even a little bit of Instagram, I'm sure it end up on there every once in a while, but predominantly Instagram or predominantly Twitter and TikTok. Uh, Jack's always all over them and he'll let you know. Jack, and comment you... too, because I am I work remote. So if you shoot me a DM or respond to a tweet or give me a comment, I'll chirp at you. Don't worry. Yeah, Jack loves to talk about how his bets are better than yours. So if you got an idea on the fact that uh, you think yours would beat Jack's, let him know and he'll tell you all about how you're wrong. Or if you're riding with us. Yeah, that too. Um, all right, Jack, let's let's run into uh, Pebble Beach this week. Yeah, my bucket list course. Your bucket list course, yes. We are playing the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, this is a 54-hole cut, three-course rotation. Um, you will only find metrics from Pebble Beach. Um, the other two courses are Spyglass and Monterey. You won't find metrics from those. Um, of the three courses... One's a par 71. The other two are par 72s, all roughly 7,000 yards. Uh, last year's winner was Tom Hoagie at minus 19. He was the first winner in 10 years to be uh, 
higher than plus 2,500, but lower than plus 10,000. So if that tells you a little bit about how people kind of win in this event, predominantly speaking, it is either heavy, heavy favorites or absolute long shots prior to obviously Tom Hoagie. Um, This event is quite similar to the American Express, at least in terms of formatting. Again, there are three courses. The rounds will take forever. Um, Obviously, this event is a pro-am. You will see guys like Bill Murray, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Macklemore. I mean, every every B-list celebrity on the planet is going to be a <laughs> is going to be in the the pro am this week. Um, it will it will take forever, so that will slow down play, which is why you won't see a lot of the guys that want to play fast in the field this week. Um, the other reason that this field is quote unquote weaker in terms of events is because of um the is it saudi international that's this week there's a i want to say there's an event well it's that and the next two weeks are elevated events so i'm sure a lot of guys are prepping for that as well yeah that's that's my next uh that's the next thing on the list here uh like jason day almost always plays this event but because of the elevated events um he's taking it off this year uh a little bit of information about pebble beach itself Super tiny greens this week. You want to look for guys with good approach and good around the green play. Um, 10 of the previous 13 winners have finished top 10 within three years of them winning. And then there are th- really three big names in this field. Um, Jordan Spieth, who's only playing because he's an AT&T sponsor. Let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Victor Hoblin. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm looking forward to it. I love Pebble Beach. I know if you guys are sponsored to ESPN Plus, there are featured holes, which are beautiful. I'm sure 18 will be one. Yep. You know, I mean, there's beautiful par threes all over the course. I, I almost guarantee they're going to be on at least two of them. Probably not 17. It's probably too long. But, you know, the focus being on 18, you don't want two cameras there. No, I I, I agree. This is a pretty picturesque course uh, for sure, being right along the Pacific Ocean. Um, so you're going to have a very interesting layout, especially if wind comes in at all, uh, keep an eye on that for weather. If it gets extremely windy, obviously that can kind of change the way that the entire event is played, but, uh, it's very picturesque and it it should be a good time. Absolutely. So I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready to jump into some lineup creation here. Looking at DraftKings. Let's do it. All right. So in the most elevated price point I've ever seen in my life. Um, 10K range is between Jordan Spieth at 10,600 and Tom Hoagie at 10,000. I'll just right off the bat, Tom Hoagie. No Victor Hovland and Fitzpatrick? I was saying the range, starting from the top. Oh, and gotcha. The yeah. All right, I was confused. Tom Hoagie should not be up here. Tom Hoagie, yes, is a good golfer. If you take away his win here at the Pebble Beach, um, he would not be anywhere close to what this is because Seamus Power has been dominating. Um, you take a look at Andrew Putnam, who has been killing it. Maverick McNeely has been killing it. I mean, he should not be up there. He's too elevated at this price point. I'm fading him and I'm going with the other three guys. I think Fitzy's the number one guy here. He's so consistent. He's so good. Century tournament of champions seventh, although Victor Hovland's killing it too. I just, I don't know. Jordan Spieth is, he's looked good. He hasn't looked great. So for him to be $300 more expensive and then $500 more expensive than the two guys in the middle, those two guys make a lot more sense. Yeah, I think it's a pretty clear tier break between uh, Matt Fitzpatrick at 10,100 and Tom Hoagie at 10,000. Um, I really think that you could have dropped Hoagie to 9,800 probably with Seamus Power, and that would have been okay. 
I would have said know. 92 with Denny McCarthy even. Well, again, I think they like Hoagie this high because he won last year, and that's really it. Um, but I don't think there's enough of a gap between these top three and everybody else. Um, it's pretty clear that that the, they're kind of the cream of the crop of this field. Um, I am I am big on Fitzpatrick. Hovland, again, has a little bit of that worry on, on the around the green play. Uh, you do have to slightly keep an eye out for it. Um, but I think in a field like this, he should have no problem competing well. Uh, Jordan could be a little interesting. He's, he's been kind of streaky. Um, he's had his moments. Uh, he, he is known on playing really good on this course and course history is not obviously all in all, but playing well in this course in the past, having a few top tens in the last four years is beneficial. Uh, if anybody confidence builder too. It could be a confidence builder. I always remember this this event with Jordan Spieth because he was like hanging off the edge of the cliff when he was hitting it into the green. <laughs> that is one of the ever. that is one of the wildest shots I've seen. Um, but no, I I think any of these three could be a vital option. I'm honestly probably going to go with whichever one's cheapest in terms of options. I think they're all pretty close. Um, so in this instance, on DraftKings, Fitzpatrick is ten thousand one hundred. He's probably getting a nod from me. Yeah, I agree. It's 1A and 1B between Fitzy and Hovland. And then if you can get there, go to Spieth. But I think Hoagie just at this price point is just an unreasonable compared to guys like at 9,800, for example. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, well, how would you rank Spieth, Hovland, Fitzpatrick? Well, I just said it. So Fitzpatrick, oh, sorry. Hovland, Spieth, and then Hoagie. Okay, I might go Fitzpatrick, Spieth, Hovland, Hoagie. Mm. But again, the challenger Spieth is getting up to, to that price. Yeah. Um, so right. I'm ranking it more just because I'm like price included. So, you know, Hovland might beat Fitzpatrick, but for $200 cheaper, you might be able to get one more guy. All right. I like your, I like your play then. No, that's probably the right call then. Okay. Uh, into the 9K range we go. Uh, at the top, we have Seamus Power at 9,800. On the bottom, we've got Joel Dahman at 9,000 flat. Yeah, I think first off, um, Seamus Power is the guy to go to if he can get there. He's been killing it. I think he's number one on Comcast, uh, Billboard, and FedEx Cup points. For, actually, sorry, Rom is uh, number one on FedEx. I think Power is still number one on the Comcast, but he's been killing it. I think him and uh, McNeely are the two guys. If you can get there, go get them. They're just sur- you know, surpassing expectations. Andrew Putnam's good too. Yep. Um, Joel Damon, he did pull out last week, but he just became a father. So, I don't think it's nothing injury wise. He's might take a fellow fellow, you know, motivation from his fellow friend in Max Homa coming this week. I think his price one's actually pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, I mean, my my first play in this range has gotta be Andrew Putnam. Um, he's 10 for 10 on making the cut so far. Since like again, this is going back to the Fortnite. He's 10 for 10. His worst finish is T48. So he's got he's got 10 starts, he's made all 10 cuts, and he's got nine top 40s. That's kind of absurd, in my opinion. Um, so Andrew Putnam not being, I mean, you arguably, in my opinion, you could bump up Power and Putnam and then put Hoagie down low and nobody would question it. So having him being the cheapest of the three, I'm all aboard Andrew there. Um, outside of him, I mean, I think Cooch is going to be kind of a consistent play here. I don't think he's winning. I don't think he's got the equity for that, but I think he could easily get top 30 T30 T35. Um, I don't know if you want to risk that at a $9,400 price. I think you might want a little more upside in this range. Uh, Joel Dahman scares me again. I understand that that he's a dad and that it's, that it's not injury related, but he hasn't golfed in like 11 weeks. 
Um, I might let him hang out this week just on the side personally, just to see how he plays. If he wins this week, I'll take the loss. Um, but not playing in 11 weeks, I need to see something. I need to see that he's still, you know, what if, what if he has been practicing the last 11 weeks? Does he still have his game? Is he, you know, is the kid just keeping him up at night? There's a lot of, there's a lot of meandering things I don't love messing around with uh, for Joel Dominant at, at 9,000. So really in this, in this range, I'm trying to stick with Andrew Putnam or I might be dropping down to this AK range. Wow. I mean, another guy like is Denny McCarthy, I would see being a POA style green putting is going to be a really big factor this week, especially if you're stretching it out or stretching it out between Pebble, Spyglass Hill and Monterey. I think putting could be a huge factor just trying to balance out those three combinations. Um, so it could be another one. McCarthy's obviously a tremendous putter, um, but I really, really like Maverick McDealy. He's one of the best players on tour right now. He, outside of having like that horrible Sunday, I know he shot 74 twice, but that was kind of bad. He yeah. would have been up there in contention two weeks in a row. So I really like him this week. I think power might be even the man to beat this week, honestly. Uh, well, see, here's my, here's my challenge. When you look at this 9K range and you scroll down a little bit, we'll get farther into this 8K range. The top of this 8K range, I think, could be identical to a majority of this 9K range. Well, I think we might as well I, jump right into it then. Yeah, we might as well. Uh, so at the top, we have Taylor Pendrith at 8,900. On the bottom, we have uh, Nick Taylor and Eric Van Ruyen. Yeah, I'll uh, just talk really quickly about my guy because I will mention him every single week until he fails, Thomas Dietrich. Yeah, Dietrich. Yeah. I mean, he's just killing it all over the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Um, if you haven't heard his name before, he will be your girlfriend's favorite golfer in the next couple of weeks. He is a very attractive man, um, and he's a heck of a golfer as well. That is, honestly, it's going to be much like Taylor Montgomery was at the beginning of this year and the end of last year. He's going to be a lock until he's not. So that's, yeah. that's all I have to say about him. Yeah, I mean, he he. I think he's a great option if, if you want to avoid that bottom 9K range. Again, I think Thomas Dietrich could be identical in terms of overall value from that 9K range. So as opposed to paying up for all those guys in the low 9Ks, just go down to Dietrich or you go down to Ben Griffin, at 8,600, I think he is by far the best value on DraftKings right now. I think he will be very highly owned and be extremely worth it. Um, a lot like Putnam, he's he's made every cut so far in the spring season, except for the Fortnite, which was his first event. Um, he shot even par those two days. Don't think too much into it. He was probably nervous for his first event. But in his last five events, he has a T-16, a T-29, a T-12, a T-32, and a T-31. So he's got five straight top 32s, um, and he does really good on this style of a course. Um, so I'm all aboard Ben Griffin this week. I think he's going to be great, and I think at 8,600, you have to find a way to get him into your lineup. I 100% agree. We're going to, much like I think we've been squad riding for a couple of weeks now, he's going to be there until we fail. Yeah, I think that there's also a risky play. Um, I like Nick Taylor a lot this week. I know it's kind of a flyer. I'm sure, again, haven't mentioned him before. If we have, um, I apologize. You know, obviously we talk about a lot of people. He's going to be a sneaky pick, sneaky pick. So I I, I kind of like him. He's got a great iron play, great head and his shoulders. Outside of, I think, um, if I remember correctly, uh, last week at the American Express, which was, or two weeks ago at the American Express, he finished like seventh in the Sony so he's up there. He's having like a top 10. He's up there in competition, I think, in a less elevated field. He could actually play well. And then an even riskier pick, Kevin Kesner. Yes. 
I Kevin Kisner for me, if there's a week that he can pop off, this might be one. You yep. know, obviously it's being tighter fairways. So he is like fifth in the entire PGA tour and like driving accuracy. Um, scoring percentage is really high too. He's third in driving accuracy, really good there. And obviously, you know, as well as every other person that watches him, if his putter is on, he's dangerous. If you watch the, you know, WGC Dell match play, it is yeah. ridiculous if he gets his putter on. So if we're talking about Poa greens, he might have an opportunity to just go dangerously low here. So this might be one of the weeks I really go forward to Patrick Cantley. I, I, not Patrick Cantlay, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Kisner. Kisner. I knew well. you I knew what you were going for. I wish Patrick Cantlay was in this field. Yeah. Um, if, if you're trying to decide, I would pick one of them between Kisner and Domin. I wouldn't go with both of them in your lineup. Um, that's a lot of time off between the two of them. Personally, I would take Kisner cause he's cheaper. Um, I also think this fits his kind of style of the course. Again, I know Domin's played well here too, but I just think that he, he, I just need to see it from him. Um, my guy in the AK range, the last guy I'll say is David Lipsky. He just fits really well in the metrics. He's good around the green. He's got solid irons. His biggest issue is that he doesn't have all the distance off of the tee. Um, and his accuracy isn't, it, it's, it's middle of the road. We'll just say it how it is. Yeah. He's middle of the road accuracy, but being that this is an amateur or a pro-am event, they're not going to have the, the, the rough, like six inches deep. You know, nothing's going to be too penile as long as you're not hitting it in the Atlantic or in the Atlantic, in the Pacific Ocean. Um, so as long as he keeps it on the planet, I think that David Lipsky will definitely be a, a solid option this week. Yeah, he's been actually playing really well, especially under the radar. So I don't hate that pick one bit. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, hey, do you, do you still want to yell at me about EVR or are we just avoiding him this week? Yeah, listen, I had my time with him. I shined. It's time to move on. I agree. Uh, this is this is not his kind of event, that's for sure. No. Uh, all right, 7K range? Yeah, so it's starting off at the top at Scott Stallings, and then obviously with 7K, you got to scroll down pretty good, and that will finish with Eric Barnes with a K, who finished really well last week in the like top 15, so go ahead and take it off. Yeah, there's there's a few guys in here. Uh, Will Gordon, he's another metrics guy. He always plays well on, on courses like this. He's He's struggled a little bit recently. He's missed his last two cuts. Um, prior to that, he was on fire though. He had made geez, prior to his last two missed cuts, his previous cut missed was scrolling the price cutter charity championship on the corn ferry tour last July. Um, so he was consistent as they come prior to the American Express for whatever reason. Um, I I think it's gonna pass, he'll be okay. Um, I think Nick Hardy is another one. He's kind of he's kind of coming around in form. Um, he's got two basically T40s the last two weeks. Um, he's got good irons in order to go with this. Uh, I think he's a solid choice here in this middle 7K range. Who else was that considering? There's another name I was going for. Oh, Grayson Sig. Uh, Grayson Sig George is seven, Bulldog, baby. Yeah, George Bulldog. He's seven for eight on cuts. Um, the only cut he missed was the American Express, which, again, I know is a, an event similar to this in terms of um, having a pro-am and things like that, but I'm willing to go back to it. Um, he usually streaks between a T40 and a T15 or better. Um, I'm okay going back to this, especially at 7,300. Um, he has played well here in the past as well. Or yeah. he's played good here in the past as well, yes. Yeah, there's actually a couple guys I, I actually think I'm interested in this week and I'm excited about. Number one is Harry Hall, and I will continue to mention him, even though it fails me. 
He is leading the PGA Tour in 2022 to 2023 season in strokes gained putting with 1.465 above average. So yeah. that's crazy. He's just putting like a madman, which is awesome to see. And he's 7,100, which is great. Um, Callum Terran, he looked really, really good last week um, at the Farmers and obviously at the RSM second. So he's a bold kind of a risk reward kind of a guy. Um, Grayson Sig, my dog, he's awesome right there. Uh, Will Gordon's obviously remarkable. Lanto Griffin, first start of the year, top 40, looked really good. I want to see one more round before I jump into that. Yep. Um, Nick Hardy, obviously hometown hero for me, or actually for both of us, um, been obviously playing with him for, or I played with him for a long time. Um, he is awesome. And then Davis Riley, I don't know what happened. Cause last year, this was his top 10 fest where he just started to go off and it looked like he was going to play, um, for player of the year. And now he's barely making cuts. If he is, yep. this could be one he kind of tunes off on where he's, you know, it's obviously Pebble beach birdies are going to be available if the weather's right. Yes. So he might have to take advantage of that um, if all worse comes to worse. And then another flyer, you could go Aaron Baddeley. Um, I'll, I talk about him every week and how he was just dying to be a higher price for making 14 to 17 cuts. He is fourth in the PGA Tour in scrambling. And as you know, tight fairways, tight greens. You know, you, you save pars, you're saving bogeys. That's the reality of it. Yeah, it's a good way to go about it. Uh, last guy I mentioned, if you kind of want to go for an old head down here in terms of uh, consistency, Kevin Stroman. Um, he's played decent here in the past, so he's not awful to go to. Um, and at 7,100, he's great in terms of really having PGA Tour equity. Um, it's it's just kind of that consistent consistency play. Um, you really kind of want somebody in the bottom of your line that's going to be a solid baseline, and I think Kevin Stroman will do it. He'll probably make a cut and finish T, T45. Um, no problem. So that's hey, that that's works kinda, for this price range. Yeah, and that's really all you need out of your fifth, sixth guy uh, in a Kevin Stroman. All right, Jack. And now that we've gone through the seven K range, let's start off on the six K range. Are there any guys that stick out to you in this objectively not the best six K range we've ever seen? What this category is <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I think there's guys in here. You're just gonna have to find them. I don't think there's a reason to go down here. Um, most lineups are, you're going to be able to fill out for some reason. And again, I have no statistical backing for this. Every time I've passed Luke Donald, I just have that weird feeling about him. Not saying he's going to win, but I just keep, for whatever reason, I'm just gravitating toward him. Um, doc Redman is another one of those guys that is either going to be 130th or 30th. So if you're looking for a guy at 6,800, who was doing awesome at this time last year, it's another guy to consider. I know there's a guy that you're going to talk about, so I'll leave him. Okay. Um, but Kelly Craft is another one. He's kind of sneaky. Um, top 15 in putting. I think he's actually ranked 12th. So if you want to go to that, you can. But he's 6,400. He's two for eight on cuts. So everything else but putting is magic. Or not magic. So you kind of have to take your gamble if you're coming down here in this event. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is one that sticks out. Where's my guy? I'm trying. Why am I struggling to find him? Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Uh, Tano Goya, who was who was in the uh, in the running there for a little bit last week in the Farmers Insurance. Uh, he had that round two sixty seven that put him right into it, and then he shot seventy nine. That a boy uh, on Friday, so he quickly found his way out. Um, he's been playing well the last couple of weeks. He also played well in the American Express. He was T twenty six. He's sixty six hundred. Um, he makes a decent amount of cuts and he also fits decently within the metrics 
Um, he's got solid iron play and he's good around the green. That's really all I can hope for. If you want, if you want to do what I'm trying to do this week, uh, Tano Goya is definitely a, a viable option at the bottom of your lineup in order to make that process work. Um, the other guy I'll mention, he's he's kind of a consistency play in this range, honestly, when he's in the field in courses like this. Ryan Armour. Um, it just makes sense. You go to Ryan Armour on these short courses where not driving well, driving accuracy is important here, but it's also a shorter course um with putting, and that's a Ryan Armour special. Um, and so he'll be 6,700. I'm sure he'll have some action in this range. People always love to go to him. Um, we're going to go to Austin Smotherman. He's at 6,700. He's kind I've never of a, heard you call him his real name. Oh, Austin Smotherman. Yeah. Occasionally I have to do it. He's, he's a little bit more of a Homer pick. He hasn't been playing as great recently. He's missed four of his last five cuts. So this is maybe more so a, a Liam prayer that Austin Smotherman gets it all together. Um, I mean, honestly, this range is brutal because I want to say Ben Martin too, but he's in the similar boat um, where he just had those two good finishes at Sony and the RSM. And other than that, it's four miscuts. It's it, it's a tough range, guys. If if you're getting down here, you're you're grasping at the hope that somebody breaks the cut and lets you go six for six, and you, you're winning all the money. Yeah, which I forgot about. I actually have a guy in my lineup down here, so I should probably talk about him. <laughs> Uh, Matthias Schwab had a really good last week, finished 26th um, with two or a 65 on Sunday, which is remarkable considering the, you know, circumstances and the scoring average yep. outside of the Sony open where I think he finished dead last. Um, he has a bunch of made cuts. Um, I think he's seven for 12, but that seven to 12 is including like the Sanderson of last year. So stats aren't really up to date. So if you're looking for a guy, which I was at my sixth guy to fill a roster to see if he can make a cut and kind of take that 50 50. That's the guy I picked. Uh, the seven of 12 does include the slink.io Dubai desert classic. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's a good option at 6,900 and all honesty he's right there at that seven K range. It makes sense. I would have um, gone to Austin Ekro, but he let me down more than you could physically imagine. And, and if I believe after Wednesday, which was Thursday, he was like third place for like a majority of that. Are you leading after like six holes? And I texted you. I was like, it. I couldn't believe it. He was definitely in it for sure. Um, all right, let's let's run through our lineups. We can get it started with DraftKings. What what do we got, Jack? All right, so at the top, we're going Maverick McNeely, 9,600. I told you I liked him a lot this week. He's my number one guy. Next, we're going Thomas Dietrich, 8,800. Had to sneak him in. Ben Griffin, 8,600. Trey Molinax at 8,100. He's strokes gained all across the board is right in the middle of every category. So no strong, no weak point consistency play. Nick Hardy, 7,700. Had to sneak the hometown hero in. And then I went Matthias Schwab, as we just talked about, 6,900. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, my DraftKings lineup did not go that way. I went top heavy. Um, I am starting with Victor Hovland at 10,300. Then I'm going to Matthew Fitzpatrick at 10,100. Then I've got, again, Captain Ben Griffin at 8,600. Uh, I have Grayson Sig at 7,300. I have Kevin Streelman at 7,100. And I have Tano Goya at 6,600. Yeah, those first like four or five names I feel real good about. And then I'm just hoping I can get a, like, if I get a made cut from Goya, I am ecstatic. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then my Fanduel, 
I went different. I went Matt Fitzpatrick, 11,800. Seamus Power, 11,200. Thomas Dietrich, 10,200. Ben Griffin, 10K. Nick Cardi, 9K. And then I repeated Matthias Schwab at 7,800. A little bit of carryover, but I'm hopefully going two for two. Yeah, on, honestly, I like a few of the options in here. We kind of started the overlap on FanDuel. Um, I'm starting off kind of the same as I did with, well, I am starting off the same as I did with DraftKings. Um, I've got Matt Fitzpatrick at 11,800. I have Victor Hovland at 11,700. I have Ben Griffin at 10,000. I have David Lipsky at 9,800. I have Nick Hardy at 9,000. And I have Ryan Armour at 7,600. I like it. I like this FanDuel lineup a lot more than I like my DraftKings lineup. Uh, Yeah, the pricing, for whatever reason, was a lot more evened out on FanDuel, I felt like. I going through my DraftKings lineup, I might have to to maneuver around Kevin Stroman. I just don't feel spectacular about it. This is a week there. that he could do it though. That's not like you don't have five of the top 15 in the world. Like some of these guys, Kevin Stroman last year at um I don't I don't want to say it was waste management because I don't believe it was waste management, but like one of those. Yeah, three weeks in a row where he's like top 25. Yeah. And this is the kind of event that, that I feel like he could show up on and do well. It's just so boomer bust with him oh gosh all That's right the well, point of your, yeah yeah we're gonna make it work we're gonna find, figure out a way to get it to happen so let's run it all right well let's just go ahead and jump into my favorite portion of today's event obviously frustratingly enough bets aren't available and all assets matchups you know blah 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 follow us along for extra bets on socials i struggled this week but we picked five as always starting off victor hovland top 20 Please, Lord, have his chipping be in hand. We need it. Um, plus 140. I think the odds are going like crazy weird. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what he's at now. Um, jump to Matt Fitzpatrick, top 20 at plus 120. Couldn't believe that one was a plus number considering the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So take it while you can. Right now he's plus 100, so that shows you where it's at. Um, took Seamus Power, top 20 at plus 205. Couldn't believe that one was that high. Thomas Dietrich, top 20 is plus 300. <laughs> because that's, that's a bet that is a <laughs> plus 300 bet yep uh, i'm <laughs> just wait you'll see mine <laughs> the stress will be real um and then going maverick mcneely top 20 plus 175 went boring went for a lot of the big dogs this week but when all bets aren't available you kind of got to scratch and claw while you can yeah that's some uh some decent options for sure uh jack and i had some of the same thought processes for definitely going through it um i stuck with my three bets and i am terrified this week i my bets are interesting for sure this is the most questionable thing i've ever seen only because you're riding such a hot streak that if this goes wrong which it has this is risk reward. <laughs> yes, this is a risky week for me, for sure. But if one uh, hits of the if, first two, you're set. Yeah, if one of my first two hits, I'm golden. Uh, my first one is Ben Griffin, top 20 at plus 390. We almost squad wrote it. We almost squad wrote it. Jack hopped off right at the end. Hopefully that's good good news for me. Uh, my second bet is Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, or Victor Hovland to win plus 250. So I'm relying on the fact that those are the three big heads and this event is predominantly won by either big heads or long shots. I'm relying on that and hoping that one of those big three wins. Um, My third bet, I'm kind of doubling down on it. Jordan Spieth, top 20, 
plus 120. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting week. Don't message me on Sunday if one of those guys is fighting for a chance to win. We Thanks. are gonna we are either going to be smoking <laughs> cigars on our patio, counting our winnings, or we're gonna have our head in a table on the 54th hole, just kind of looking at what's going on. Definitely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a stressful week. I, and I hope to gosh that. Uh, it doesn't come down to it on on Sunday because that's not going to be a fun time. I'm going to not eat a lot of food that day. That's for sure. I'm going <laughs> to be nervous. Uh, all right. You were going winners or wild picks? Let's go wild cards. Um, starting off for me, Doc Redman top 20 is plus 900. Ooh. Um, I don't know why. Again, I took a look. I saw it. He he's just he has the opportunity. Let's just put it that way. Um I'm going to save my last one for last because it's kind of out of left field here. Um, also because I'm tinkering because I, I think I have the wrong person pulled up. So I'll let you take away while I pull around. I was going to say, I thought it was wrong, but I didn't want to question it. Uh, for my wild picks, I'm actually, I'm doubling down on this because it is a big enough bet. Uh, my first wild card pick is Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, or Hovland to win at plus 250. Um, I, I think it's going to happen. I think one of those big three is winning. Uh, my second wild card pick, this is a pure shot in the dark. He's been playing decent recently, so we'll see if he comes through on it. Um, I'm going to do Garrick Higo, the South African. He's going to be top 20 at plus 400. Um, again, he's just been playing better, so here's to hoping it continues and he can get that top 20. I love the fact that my little three pick has rubbed off on you <laughs> worked for me i'm hoping uh, it works for you we'll my see. second bet for whatever reason i had my winner's pick as a wild card so i had to flip that um luke donald top 20 plus 775 i told you when i looked at him on both DraftKings and FanDuel, my eye i don't know why former number one player in the world i don't know why again this is not one of those gut feelings where i'm like oh you know what eric van ruyen i kind of like him this week gut pick I don't have a reason, but something is guiding me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the fact that I just watched DP World Tour from Insomnia. I don't know what was going on. Congrats to Roy there, but we're going Luke Donald. Oh, we got to talk about the Patrick Reed cheating at the end of the episode. I almost forgot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get into that because <laughs> I don't want to get into a lawsuit, so I'll call him Ratrick Peed. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the winners for this week. Who, who you got? I mean, you already mentioned that you changed off a wild pick because you had him as a winner. As much as I hate to say this, I think this week is going to be just a toss-up in terms of who wins. That's one of the reasons why I didn't do like the Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, or Victor Halvin, which is both a bet and a wild card for you, funny oh, enough. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't envision a winning a big winner here and i know that's hard to say looking at the field how the statistically they should i think this is just going to be one of those toss-up events where it's coming down to the final three holes so i saved my guys um i want nick taylor number one and i want kevin kisner number two i will not say any more because it's dumb it's stupid it's ridiculous considering that there are guys above them but um that's what we're doing uh I'm gonna keep it keep it a stack with you. I figured you'd save Kisner for Austin. Nah. For Matt for, for the match play. Because that's what I'm thinking I want to save Kisner for personally. Well, I'm also doing PGA two or three ball. So that's true. You have an option then to use Kisner. See, I can't do that. Um for me, for my winners, I picked guys that are are kind of middling. Again, I'm I'm so heavy on the top end and the bottom end guys all, all over the rest of my lineups. 
Um, then I wanted a little bit of variety in case the entire rest of my, my week tanks. Uh, I have Andrew Putnam, who, again, who is just an absolute stick when it comes to making cuts. Um, and then I have David Lipsky, who is the metric guy this week, who I think is going to, is going to rate out really well. Um, let's just see them both make a cut and move on, move on to next week. I'm, I don't, I don't like playing guys that I have to do extra research on to make sure they're good winners picks. That's for sure. I want to feel uber confident before that. I don't want to have to do more digging on a Monday to make sure they're going to be good for me. So I'm yeah. ready. To, I'm ready to just hopefully stamp them both in for T25s and move on to the, uh, what are we, waste, waste management? management, man. Ooh, oh boy. We're here quick. Yeah. So did let me ask you this. Did Patrick Reed lose his golf ball in the tree? No. Well, he did lose it in the tree, but he lost it in the wrong tree that he pointed out. The yes. camera clearly shows it was, I, you're going to, it's either the other way. He either lost it in the left and in the camera and he said he found it in the right or he lost it in the right and he found it in the left. That whole 72 hour stretch with Patrick Reed is ridiculous. Yeah. I, or Ratrick Pete, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I don't have that much money, Mr. Reed. Um, uh, it's just, it's crazy to me. Because it keeps happening, it keeps happening, it keeps happening. Gary McCord was on Barstool's um, golf podcast. I'm blanking on the name of who they are. Um, four, four players. Four play, yeah, four yeah. play. He said, and him and the are the on course announcer were looking, and he had a, a lie on a par five where we had to take a wedge. And he said that the on course announcer kept looking, and he grabbed another club and he put a nine iron down. And then he went back and got a six iron. And by the time he hit his shot from a wedge slide, he was hitting three wood. So there's just so many scandals that are coming out. You know, T gate with Roy McIlroy, which disgusting play on Roar, or um, on Patrick. Yeah. You can't subpoena a guy on Christmas Eve. just trying to enjoy dinner with his family and expect to go out and shake his hand and act like you, you know, your buddies from spring break. That's just, it's not it. Yeah, he he played he played some shady games. Um, I wish it was not on a DP World Tour event. I kind of wish this was like a Sunday at the Masters. It would have made it. it. I I part of, is it bad that I kind of hope that there's some sort of like a Patrick Reed or DJ or some sort of a, a not not a quarrel. I'm not looking for like a full on brawl here, but like that kind of an event during a major tournament. Oh, that could that could make for some juicy sports talk the the following couple of days. Yes, we uh sure. at my company, which I won't name, obviously, of course, but we had an internal meeting. If Rory McIlroy versus Patrick Reed would be the next match, sponsored by our company, and oh, how cool would that be? It should be. I would pay. I would pay good money to see that in person because I have a gut feeling it, seeing the the villain in Patrick Reed. It w- it would be hilarious to, to to see him go down to. It's Rory. bad because you know six years ago he's Captain America on the Ryder Cup facing Roy McIlroy in the greatest match in history, the yeah. greatest Ryder Cup match in history. Go watch it if you haven't. You're stupid if you haven't. It's awesome. I watch it twice a year. It's so fun. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, you can let us know your thoughts on Patrick Reed versus Rory. Ratchet Speed. Ratrick Pete, that's right, Ratrick Pete. Uh, let us know. Let us know your thoughts on it all, um, and then let us know who you think is going to win this week. It's it's going to be a complete toss up. So let us know in the comments, and we'll see you next week for the waste management. Deuces.